I know that you've all been prepared for this, but I thought I'd just remind you just the same. Can you handle that? Game over, man. Game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Pure evil. I wanna buy some uh, radio ad time. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tui. We got Cara Mack in the back. This is Invasion of the Poly Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. All right, Noel, we're back. We decided we're going to keep taking a little break from movies. Last week, or last time, I should say, because it was two weeks ago, he threw me a massive curveball. He said mental health and horror. Yes. And I was like, dude, my fucking back is sore from carrying on that curveball all the time. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to throw you a softball in return. And uh, so, Noel, like... Uh, as I said, we're remaining topical, and this time we're going to look at remakes in horror. Like, um, pretty much, are they necessary? Like, re- remakes and reboots because they're slightly different, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Because remake is generally a more B to B remake of a yeah. film, whereas reboot is like taking the same story but making it in a new way or some shit. Like, yeah. whatever way they want to say it, it's just all like Evil Dead Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, one was good and the other one was Rob Zombie movie uh, <laughs> and like, so pretty much we're going to look at remakes we're going to talk about are they necessary is it good for the genre is it good that we're getting modernised interpretations of the stories we know and love so well for a brand new generation in a new time and like have new creators revisit old topics or old um, movies from the past and uh, reinvigorating maybe a new franchise or re- like you know what I mean rebirth in a franchise or whatever and like I think like now is a good time to speak about because even though we haven't had a Friday the 13th or Nightmare on M Street uh, remake for quite some time, like around a decade, maybe more than a decade, it's like yeah. 12, 13 years. But right at the moment, we're going through the reboot with Halloween franchise, which we covered last month, Shoptoberfest, on Spotify. Check us out because we don't plug ourselves enough. And um, uh, at the moment, we have Halloween and on the, uh, on the TV, um, on the TV sounds weird, but we have the Chucky TV series and we have uh, Know What You Did Last Summer and uh, we have um, just a couple of years ago we had the Chucky remake or the reboot actually because that's a perfect example of a reboot. That's but it's both. Isn't yeah. it? we've had a remake and a reboot. Yeah, so like short period I haven't seen the TV series um, of I Know What You Did Last Summer yet or Chucky because I'm going to let the runs complete and maybe we do an episode on the two of them because they probably pair well together, you know, being remakes. But yeah. um, what do you think? Like when you look at, especially horror, because there's very few genres, maybe outside of science fiction, that, that has the remake ability of a horror movie. And do you think yeah. it's, do you think it's necessary at times when you look at like the movies that are being remade? But I, I think it might mean Joe Dante, I'm not too sure, the guy who directed Gremlins, and he was like, you think you should remake a movie because the new generation is like watching it in black and white. It's like, well, fuck them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So what do you think? Do you think remakes are important? Do you think it's a good idea to modernize stuff? Or do you think it's a case of remake, reboot? Because it's infecting the gaming industry now because we're seeing more remakes and reboots. Yeah, yeah, of course. Remasters. Yeah, remasters. Yeah, which yeah. is just a fancy way of saying like, uh, you know we're doing shit again we're selling you Halo 2 again yeah exactly like, yeah. you know so what do you think like do you think it's important to have these modernised interpretations of old stories or do you think it should be a case of if you're a real um, for lack of a better term student of film that you should go back into these old eras and really seek these stories that you might not have known of because they were they existed long before you ever did yeah, well, see, the thing is, I suppose it's one of those how long is a piece of string thing. Is It's hard to give it a direct answer. If you were to say to me, if I lived in a world, could remakes or no remakes? And, and it was just that, that just that binary, I would say no, because I always think it's nice to just keep coming out with fresh ideas. Yeah. But I, it's like a case by case. 
I think ultimately it's symptomatic of people kind of running out of ideas. Yeah. And that's just bad. Yeah. Uh, I think it's also easy cash grabs because you have kids who have been told by their parents how cool Chucky is yeah. and then you have us who are who we're so because enamored with that we're just going to go back and visit it. Yeah, you'll get the horror version of uh, what Marvel's so bankable like, is because you have the, the father bringing the son. Exactly. You know, like you know? Uh, so ultimately I, I find it more frustrating than I do... I'm and I'm enjoying. I'm watching. Bring daughter. Don't come out. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm watching Chucky, and I'm really enjoying it. I have to say. And yeah. I, I watched Evil Dead. I thought that was great. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street. I thought that was shit. Yeah. Uh, I watched Rob Zombie's Halloween. I thought that was shit. Yeah. I think uh, he's a shit human being. Yeah. yeah I raise you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, like, it just did nothing for great me. Great singer though. Yeah. Great singer. Yeah. Like, like should have stuck to singing. Yeah. Because he's really fucking good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say words, we don't get sued. Dragula, yeah. We don't get sued. Dragula like. It's Dragula like. Dragula adjacent. Yeah. But no, I do find ultimately, I find myself sighing more than I find myself getting excited. But that's not to say that I never get excited. And that that's that's where the binary thing doesn't work. Do you think. What do you mean the binary thing? Hot button topic. But um, do you think it's a case of like my my whole rule of thumb is if you're going to remake a movie, it should be a bad movie with a good premise. Like that's I, a good, yeah, you know, no, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because there's no need to like, even though like we were very lucky because we're called Polly Snatchers because Body Snatchers had such a lasting impression on us because it's such a good movie, and we wouldn't have seen that movie if the Body Snatchers from Fair the 1950s hadn't been remade. You look at the thing, the thing, absolutely I mean? phenomenal, exactly. And again, there's always going to be the argument that if something comes into a new age, you know, like uh, Tolkien never got to see his work fully realised because yeah. he just wasn't. You got to see that Russian version, did he? Yeah, you got to see that Russian version. And this is where we. This is where you can actually finally touch the scope of it. Yeah, and sometimes that's true. So I, uh, but like Lord of the Rings was unfilmable. Really, oh, it, it was. Time. Of yeah. course, it was. The Battle of the Helm's Deep. That yeah. was never being read. Yeah, exactly. That was huge. Yeah. like yeah. and he trimmed the fuck out of those books. As far as I can tell, I never read them. As far as I know, he trimmed the fuck out of them. Well, there you go. You yeah. know. So I do think that there is a place for it. I just don't wish that it was where Hollywood hung its hat. Yeah. And Hollywood has completely hung its hat on it, especially in the horror genre. Yeah. Because now we're again like what some of the biggest films have been Halloween's yeah. in, in the last couple of years. Halloween and Halloween kills. Halloween, year. Halloween kills. And next year we get Halloween ends. Halloween ends, of yeah. course. And they and they take I, I assume from, and they take from die. Halloween too. I assume evil will die that night. Yeah. yeah he'll yeah. die in part two. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. But but that's the thing, isn't it? It decided like, okay, um one and two happened. And yeah. now we're not bringing back Danielle. Uh, we're going to go we're Daniel Harris we're going to go one two and now Halloween 2018 and uh, the only cool thing Rob Zombie ever did in my mind was having Daniel Harris come back the girl that played Jamie yeah. from Halloween 4 she and deserve, yeah. and she came back and played Annie um, yeah. in his remakes and that's like in my opinion I was like looking I was like I probably would have gotten to play Laurie yeah, why not? Because she's a far superior ac- actor to that scout, whatever the fuck her name was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like The one that replaced her. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. She even said, I've seen her in an interview, like, that, that girl got a lot of hate. And she was like, I don't know why she's lovely. Yeah. She, she, she signed up. She got a job and she I, did. I think like, with the kudos Daniel Harris had from being Jamie in the original Halloween timeline, that I think uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween would have been treated a lot better because of Danielle Harris's uh, presence in the lead role. Yeah. I think she would have been a better Laurie Strode. Yeah, absolutely. Just lean, Strode, just, lean, just lean into it. Just lean into it. 
but I, I don't know like it, I, I find it I find it very frustrating especially when some and this is what's great about A Quiet Place or about about Hereditary yeah. or some of the horror films I've enjoyed it was like thank you I have never seen that film before yeah, or Midsommar or Summer. Is, is it Sommer or is it Midsommar it's Sommer I, yeah, I, I, I was thinking the Scandinavian well I think it's, it's named with a Scandinavian word yeah so to me it looks like Midsommar yeah but I think well, that's, it's, that's it's Midsommar yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, I hadn't seen that film before and don't get me wrong I'm sure yeah. there's been you know there's been a, and a Wicker Car- Man or there's been things yeah but well, that was remade yeah and there's adjacents to it but at the same time I was kind of going wow I haven't seen that to death yeah. and Halloween I enjoyed the last Halloween film um, I enjoyed it I mean, Halloween for, Kills yeah for, for what Jason, it was Michael Myers played Jason Voorhees for yeah, yeah exactly yeah it just it's the rule I always say is like you have to understand the franchise you're operating in yes and that's not Michael Myers no yeah, it's like you especially wanna... when they put to spoiler alert one two, two three they put to bed the idea that my, like is Michael Myers a human being who's A exceptionally strong yeah. and, and B lucky yeah. You know, like he didn't get hit in any of his vital points, and yeah. he didn't, uh, he, you know, he's very, very well, strong, and yeah. he's very well, determined. Well, he's a predator, so it's like any time a lion hunts something, or sorry, a lioness hunts something, that she could have been on 20 hunts and never been hurt once. Yeah. Is that lioness lucky? Maybe a little bit, but also a very talented hunter. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. that's why they put that to bed yeah. when he took like he took five, six, seven rounds point blank, yeah. as well as been beaten with bats and stabbed. Because the first one was so and, realism and he based. gets up and beats out, and that's superhuman. Yeah. They, they, they cross the line, yeah, and now, like you said, Jason Voorhees. At least yeah. Jason Voorhees always knew what he was. Yeah. And Jason Voorhees was superhuman. Yeah, because Sean Cunningham even says, like, the reason Friday 13 exists is a rip off of Halloween because it was on the back of the success of Halloween. You even look at some of them, like, some of the kills and some of the jump scares are identical to Halloween. And I just think he was just like, we pretty much, we have this thing that's, like, very Halloween-esque, but they brought it in a whole new direction. As you said, Jason Voorhees became this unstoppable killing machine. And that's, and then, as the franchise grew, he remained that. And so they stayed true to the franchise because they understood what franchise they're operating in. They're like, we don't want to be Michael Myers. We kind of had, in part one, we kind of had this Michael Myers psychotype thing where we had Pamela Voorhees being the killer. And they were like, let's pick a female killer because that wasn't the thing to do at the time, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it, it, it was in the realm of realism, very like Halloween. But as the franchise progressed, they're like, okay, I think it was by the time Jason lives when they resurrected from the dead. And it was like, okay, now he's a supernatural unstoppable killing machine. And even though he kind of always had that weird essence about him because this was supposed to be a kid that died long ago and somehow between part two uh, what the end of part one and part the two very he, he ages about 20 years like yes. you know what I mean like so yeah he, yeah. Did, he, <laughs> he showed up with a burlap sock on his head yeah and, yeah yeah of course I just think though like as those movies progressed they understood like uh, by as I said by about Jason lives when they brought four he's back instead of the the guy Dick something um, was the, the ambulance driver was uh, the guy wearing Vor- Jason Voorhees uh, mask and in twenty twenty, in uh, no 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 in Halloween or Friday thirteen four, I think oh, no right. fi- five sorry uh, uh yeah it was five. I was talking about the Michael Myers got his head chopped off sorry. No no that was H twenty yeah, yeah. and that ended up no because there's a, a Friday thirteen where Jason Voorhees isn't actually in it. It's part five. Right. And um, it's a guy pretending to be Jason Voorhees because he's getting revenge for this guy's murder or whatever. And like I just think like after that, they were like, how are we going to bring Jason back? He's going to have to be supernatural. And they just kind of stuck with that for the rest of it. And that's yeah. Jason Voorhees. And everybody goes, okay, Jason Voorhees is this like unstoppable kill machine. But like for a long time, Michael Myers was rooting realism. And then he became kind of more supernatural as the franchise went along. But then they brought him back to be more rooted in realism at Halloween H20 and Halloween Resurrection was an appalling film. And then you have the new ones where like, well, I think it threw a lot of people off is like part one, you have the return Halloween H40 where Michael Myers, they go through all these things like he's like a Ted Bundy. 
He's just this predatory apex uh, killer, huh. and he but he is killable. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But then in Halloween Kills, they're like, oh no, now he's Jason Voorhees. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. As I mentioned on our episode, I love to see where he kills twelve fireflies for lack of a uh, firefly uh, fireman for lack of a better term. I loved it. You know what I mean? Like, but so I thought it was cool action, but it's just not Halloween. You know yeah. what I mean? And I just think when you have a reboot, and first of all, you're like, well, let's stay true to the 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 tone of the original, and that's what they kind of did with Halloween H forty. But then when you have Halloween Kills being so different, I just think when you're making or doing a remake or whatever, a reboot, that I think is you have to pick a tone and stick to it. And I just think a lot of these remakes and reboots are like, they're kind of flimsy or like... It feels like you something. get out of jail free card. Yeah, exactly. That didn't work. Yeah, let's that make didn't work. Yeah. No, so let's get, let's like discontinue the third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah, let's go from two, take it in. But like Superman Returns did it in 2006 was supposed to be like taken from Superman 2 when yeah. he goes off. And that's where Brandon Routh got the part because he looks so like... Chris yeah, Marie. exactly. Mm. And, and uh, then that didn't work and they said, no, never mind, we'll do Man of Steel a couple of years later. Yeah. Like, you know? Uh, so now it's, I don't know. There's no accountability. Candyman's now, doing it. Did it as Candyman well. is doing yeah, it. And that it, was that wasn't a great film. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, it's, it's great. If you like racism, yeah, <laughs> but it just wasn't. And you just think, fucking hell, man. And like this is supposed to be hard. It's why it's why I'm not a comedian. It's why I'm not a famous writer. Yeah. As in, like the people who do it are better than everyone else. Yeah. And that's why the, the accolades are so huge. And that's why. That's why it's such a difficult thing to do. But is it because you have a lot of people just kind of go, well, what if we? I don't know, brought back Jamie Lee Curtis. She's older now. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Let's just do that. And you can is it's not an idea, man. It's yeah. not an idea. But the thing is, like, it's so easy, and I've said it before, like you give me any franchise, and I've said it, you give me a franchise, you give me a year, I'll create a coherent uh, true line. No matter how divergent the If you had a year, became, yeah. If you had you a year. Give me and I, I that's why I would have been my Halloween. Like I, actually Halloween's so much easier because you can explain Jamie's existence and Daniel Harris still alive, she's a young woman, bring her back. Josh Hartley, you don't need to have a Karen. You don't need to have a new like you don't need to rewrite it and reboot <laughs> yeah, it. Like, yeah. You did these people Josh Hartley's still alive. He's still a good he's still a decent actor, I was gonna say good actor. Be kind. <laughs> Actually, like Josh Hartnett. Yeah, you would. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think like Josh Hartnett is still there. Um, Daniel Harris is still there. Jamie Lee Curtis is still a fucking icon legend, and she's still at the peak of her power. She's always going to be, and she's in the grave. But like, it's the case of like when you have the moving parts that are still there, and you have a franchise that already exists. And Paul Rudd is still there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could easily look at that franchise and go. Right, I can explain why she abandoned Jamie, why Jamie's not mentioned in H20 and John's there instead. Because many people run away from their past and you could literally have her reconcile with Jamie in the meantime and you could have Josh Hartnett and Daniel Harris taking the franchise forward, two very capable actors. Instead we have Judy Greer who shoehorned in and the other young woman that plays her daughter. And there's unnecessary characters, and I just think it's such a lazy thing to do as you said. It's like, oh, uh, by the way, do you know what I love about Halloween? You're like... Yeah, it's like I love the franchise. Really, most of it. Anyway, most yeah. of it. Well, the but first it's a tumble one. dryer. <laughs> yeah. It's a tumble dryer of a yeah. franchise. Yeah, you know what I mean. You had the third one that wasn't a Halloween, and then you end up revamping it and getting rid of everything from two onwards. And with this kind of, you have a standalone about yeah. like Michael Myers, the background of Michael Myers, and that that's kind of discontinued as well. So that's taken out with with the rest of it. And now and now you just sit down and go, well, what is Halloween? Yeah. You know, and this is the fucking thing about fucking remake. I hate it. I hate that they get a blank slate. Yeah. They should fail or yeah. they should fucking soar. Like, if you're rebooting the franchise, uh, like when I reboot my computer, I don't delete all the information off and turn it back on again. No. I'm just reloading the system with an upgrade. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So why can't they do that? So, so somebody comes to me and you're a, a, an excellent, excellent horror writer and says, I, you know, I, we're going to finance a film. And what do you think about this? And you kind of go, no, that just sounds to me like it's been done. What about this for an idea? Just something new. A quiet place. I respect the hell yeah. out of it. They did it. They did something that hadn't been done. Yeah. So sensory, that we, and then of course, had, and, and, and it had, we that, didn't know about it. So it bird box and kind of all this kind of like yeah. sensory deprivation. Hush, don't breathe. Hush. Of course, hush. Mm. Another one. They did. They. they, they, they noise aspect kind yeah. of inverted it's like something we spoke of before oftentimes success is measured by the imitations the follow yeah. you know what I mean like, like I watched Hypnotic um, on is that good I it's bollocks yeah, it's a gigantic pile you know my rule absolute shite because the movie's bad should never be a reason for you to not watch it yeah I know, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean like, but, at least, but at the same time I hadn't seen the film before mm. So I was like, no, you know what? That that didn't do it for me at all. Yeah, but at least, but I hadn't seen it before, and I'll give it that if I give it nothing exactly, else. Exactly, because like even if something it doesn't like really hit the mark, you gotta praise the originality. Exactly. Sometimes like the execution is always the hardest thing. Like you yeah. know what I mean? But sometimes you have to um, praise the, uh, the idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, like Doctor Sleep was a sequel. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't as good as The Shining, but so what? Yeah. It was a greedy good film. Yeah, it I, just wasn't as good as The Shining, but The Shining was such a great film that that's okay. There, there can be yeah. a gap before like it falls spoke, into being bad. Yeah, but it was a fucking sequel. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just have to look at the film on its own merits. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's kind of like um, the Thing prequel is something that I am a big advocate of. I think it's a f- fucking fantastic movie with terrible special effects. Whereas people have it arse ways to think it's an awful movie because it has terrible special effects. No, that's wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, it's hard to separate that. Yeah, the wheat well, from the chaff. Like I mean, I yeah. watched that and I was kind of going, "Well, that's I, I don't like that." Because I remember, you know, one of the first transformations you've seen, it was, you know, it's very clearly CGI that mm. the base kind of becomes warped and then one half it drops. Yeah, and uh, I remember just kind of going, "Oh fuck this!" So I did. I ended up watching it again uh, not so long ago, and I remember this is real cool. And I I took into account how well it set up the thing that we yeah. know and love from 1981 that continuity like, yeah. Not, yeah but even where all they found all like the holes in the wall and the burnt out the, the, the burnt out desk with the fucking the yolk dripping out his finger yeah his all the people the, dying in these exact ways or yeah. the, 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 the axe that was in the wall and somebody goes no leave it and that axe that's found there genius absolutely yeah. beautiful and I think people need to be fully aware of what they're watching. It's a prequel, but yeah. it's like an, it's not a prequel in the classic sense. It's not about the person when they were a child. It's exactly what happened just before yeah, the I, thing. I, that, I, that was cool. I, and that was I, that was a prequel. That yeah. was a continuation in a sense. I know yeah. it's a prequel, but a continuation of the story. I think um, the way they're remastering games right now, I would not mind them going into movies that are fairly strong yeah. and have bad special effects and remaster the special effects and re-release the material. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you get it, literally. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think like it's 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 a results game. Yeah. So like we went to watch Evil Dead, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. Jane yeah. Levy was excellent. I, I saw that movie like uh, twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Really? I, out, I was like, is this allowed? Whatever. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like you can't. Okay, it's not. If you're not. If you don't have Bruce Campbell and if you don't have Sam Raimi, you, you know, and yeah. just that fun of the eighties that I just yeah. kind of reeked of. And but they said right, no, 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 we don't have that. We admittedly don't have that. Yeah. We're making a different film. Yeah. We're imagining that film through a completely different lens. Yeah. It's going to be dark and evil. And the opening is brilliant. Is that girl? He has his daughter tied up in the basement. You think oh, he comes across like a monster? Yeah. But then she gives the whole "your mother sucks cocks in hell" or whatever. Yeah, or, 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 or I'll rape your soul in hell. Or something yeah, yeah. Like and uh, he burns her yeah. and stuff like that. And you're like, wow, this is dark. Yeah. Like this is like. 
the book without any that, of the fun. And that that sounds like it shouldn't yeah. work, but they said, no, 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 it, it doesn't have the fun, we admit, but yeah. no, we're... Because you can't replace a Bruce Campbell. You can't, yeah. but then don't try. Exactly, yeah, and that's what a remake should be. That's what a remake should yeah, be. because it's completely... Re- like, or sorry, a reboot, because a remake is kind of like, it's more similar to the yeah. one, isn't it? Like, uh, And in that sense, it's a results game. Yeah. As in, yes, the, these films should be remade, and then I go into another film like, uh, like Nightmare on Elm Street, and go, no, films should be remade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard to have an absolute. But if I was given a choice, I find it more a frustrating concept than an enlightening one. Yeah, I, I think a good remake would be like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, with Jennifer, yeah. Jessica Biel, Jennifer Biel, Jessica Biel, Jessica Biel, one, yeah, the Seventh Heaven Guard, season yeah. seven, Heaven was she? Yeah. But um, I think like when you look at that, that. I think when you look at the sequels, especially for the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they're very cartoonish and they lost some of that fear factor, that rawness that Toby Hooper got with the first movie. And I think that was, even though a lot of people say there are um, a lot of Amber Crombie models in that fucking movie, it's like, yeah, but I, uh, but my response is like, because they're good looking people, doesn't mean bad shit can't happen to them. Like, you know what I mean? Though, like, it's like, that's what really nice me when people are like, oh, they're all too good looking. It's like, yeah, good looking people exist, and bad shit happens to them all the time. Yeah. Because they're good looking, shouldn't take away from the story. Like, that dude got on a me hook. That's ferocious. Letterface yeah. in that movie is terrifying. And yeah. Lee R. Uh, Ernie and he, he's fucking terrifying too and that's a new layer to add it to do you know what I mean I just yeah. think when you look at the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre of course it was a landmark in terms of what you can get away with on screen especially like the mid to late 70s or maybe even early 70s I think it was 73 or something but like when you look at what they did with that movie and you go of course that's a landmark but if you're going to remake it and I thought the style that they remade it in I thought Leatherface was far more terrifying in uh, the remake than he was in the original because in the original to me he seemed like a bit of a bumbling buffoon like yeah he's like he had a a monster but a bumbling one yeah well he just to me he seemed like a guy that had no mental capability yeah at the end where he's swinging the chainsaw yeah exactly but in the remake it seemed like this was a dude that you unleash well, maybe that's you know maybe I mean? that like, should be a rule of thumb. A remake should be a reimagining. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, As opposed uh, to just that's like, the Tim Burton word. I don't. I didn't remake Planet of the Apes. I reimagined it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a reimagining. I'm like, do you know what the first Planet of the Apes had, dude? It had a conclusion that made fucking sense, yeah. and yours did not. So I guess you reimagined a good movie into one that's nonsensical. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, but I, I do. I, I, I do. All you want, I suppose, from Hollywood, if you're going to break it down, is originality. Yeah. And sometimes originality can go hand in hand with using premises or even just straight up using old context, yeah. old films. But it, the amount of times it falls flat and the worst, even worse than a bad one, is a pointless one. Yeah. And they, they often go hand in hand. But a point, like Psycho. Like, Psycho was pointless. With Vince Vaughn. And the only thing that changes is the fact that he jerks off in it. Like, that's literally nearly a scene for scene remake, except the fact that he, he uh, like, oh, do you know what I really thought Hitchcock left out? The masturbation scene. Masturbation. You know what yeah. I mean? I just think if you're going to make a remake or reboot, I don't even know. Because, like, a reboot is nearly where you're rebooting a franchise that already exists, but you're keeping original continuity intact. Yeah. Whereas a remake is like. I, I suit it's like it's a you're really remaking it whereas you get the original yeah. same storyline but a new um oh, sort of like a new tone or something yeah kind of like Eva Dead where it's pretty much a very similar storyline a group of friends go to a cabin they come across Necromonicon and shit bad shit goes down oh yeah yeah if you, you know were given I mean? the bullet points it would sound similar yeah exactly yeah. you know what but, it would but like. the tone's completely different you swap you swap a female for a male oh easy like you, you know, know and, yeah. and you've almost got this and the thing is like you could easily say those exact same two things I could say those two synopsis side by side and you're like which one's the one Bruce Campbell exactly you know, <laughs> you know, I mean? that simple, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean but like, like the Vince Vaughn like you said if all he's added to it is he's jerking I wasn't this yeah. uh, you, you said something I think you said it before we start recording what did you say about the director of Gremlins 
If they don't like it, fuck them. No, so, I said that when we were recording. When we were recording, yeah. I think it's Joe a great Dante, fucking, yeah. yeah, Joe Dante. If they don't like it, fuck yeah. them. I just think there's some films that they're captured or they're, they encapsulate a time that they came from and they don't transfer well to a new medium or not even a new medium, a new era. Sometimes some films, like if you want to, like I know Scarface is a remake, but when you look at Scarface, and I know Antoine Fuqua is talking about remaking it again at the moment, but like Scarface is so 1980s. Like so, like nineteen seventy, late seventies, eighties, that immigrant experience, the all the people coming over from Cuba, the heightened um, uh, criminality in the Florida region at the time due to the cocaine wars, all this kind of stuff. It just encapsulated that era, and I just think it's gonna be very hard to have something like a Scarface because the first one I know I think was set around like an Al Capone type character or something but like I just think because Al Capone was known as Scarface that was his nickname yeah but uh, I just think that like some films just belong so much to an era that I don't think they need to be remade I don't think we need another Scarface movie what I said and especially something like Lord of the Rings needed to be met at a time where it was possible but something like Scarface like yeah it it wasn't it wasn't a 1080p fucking digital camera fuck off yeah because fuck off because that look that it has it's it, perfect it's perfect for the movie itself. it's perfect it's exactly yeah. what films of the same a lot of times people go like they jump through hoops to try and re- recreate that and they spend hundreds of thousands on fancy cameras yeah. to look like they're not fancy yeah, cameras yeah, that's and stuff like that but no that was just made of its time and yeah. it's a part like that would be def- like again I wish uh, if I, I wish I was allowed to say no leave it the fuck alone yeah leave it the fuck alone yeah, like, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen they keep taking it out and trying to make a dance cover of so one yeah. of the best songs ever made leave it the fuck alone that was a trash movie I was it I never even watched it uh, uh, what did uh, Ger, no, Boise, he was like uh, um, someone said to him it was like pretty much the Queen's greatest um, hits album but with uh, actors involved that's what, yeah. uh, that's kind of what it was it's just like uh, pretty much uh, here's your favourite song from Queen but Rami Malek is going to wear book tea you know what I mean like that's literally it like you know, yeah. like, you know I just didn't like it at all and he doesn't really sing in it either which does he not? No, and if well, I, I mean, I've I've heard Freddie Mercury saying you either have yeah, that or you yeah, don't, exactly. and you don't. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. But I just think like if you look at like uh, not to get too sidetracked, but if you look at like a proper biopic or biopic, I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce that, but like Jamie Lee Fox or not sorry, not Jamie, yeah, and uh, Jamie, fucking what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Jamie Fox, isn't it? Is yeah. It? yeah. I combined him with Jamie Lee Curtis. You again. did. I did that Jamie Lee Fox Curtis. I, 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 I did that in an earlier episode too with Spider Man, I think. Yeah. But you know, Jamie Fox, when he did Ray Charles, when he played Ray Charles yeah, in the movie yeah. Ray, he did all the singing himself, like, you know yeah. what I mean? But he can't, he's a great singer. Yeah, he's known exactly, to be. Yeah. But it's I kind think, of a triple trace. Yeah, yeah I just think it's like, it's a case of like, if you're supposed to be doing something like that, you should have the abilities that the person has. You can't, it's not just a, an impersonation contest. Could you look like him? doesn't mean you can be Freddie Mercury oh yeah fuck yeah yeah you know what I mean couldn't just, agree more yeah absolutely you know and, and just like not to get too sidetracked but like that's the, my kind of thoughts about so Vinny's thoughts on biopics yeah yeah <laughs> it's just that um, but like you know get back to remakes I just think like when you look at like an Evil Dead that they changed the tone and kept a lot of the cool stuff from the original like, in fact like, it was a new movie yeah with some of the things that we, we know Deadites and, yeah, and Necronomicon, Necronomicon. yeah a cabin in the woods yeah all that kind of jazz it was all there but it was it was a, a totally new film it was just such an interesting experience and if they were all and and, and at the same time I would have, I preferred the original Evil Dead yeah but that's not an insult to it yeah that's they were just both great films yeah I, I don't even think you can compare them yeah that's yeah. the other thing as well yeah. isn't it because it, it the, almost feel like they're different genres exactly yeah because both were horror yes but the, like then the remake of Evil one, Dead one was trying to fuck with your head yeah. it was dark it was, was existential it yeah, yeah. Well, I think they 
originally Evil Dead is like satirical horror. You know yes. what I mean? Like it's like very slapstick. Of course, he you know chops I mean? his girlfriend's head off and she gets out of grave and dances yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. You know, and um, but like the other one is nearly more akin to like the torture porn slasher of the late two thousand or the the. What was it be? Two thousand thirteen, the aughties. Is that what yeah. they call them? Oh, the the no the tens. The, is it the tens? Is no, it just the aughties? It was the the noughties. Yeah, was the zeros. Yeah. Um, but pretty much that era was like you know on the back of Saw, Hostel, so yeah. like, and that's why when you had the remake, go hard or go home. Yeah, exactly. When you had the remakes of Friday Thirteenth at the time from Marcus Nispel and he did the Text Chainsaw Massacre, they're very dark and they're very gruesome movies. And I think Evil Dead being on the back of that, and I, that's what I like. It's like. When you look at a premise, go, I love that movie for what it is, and I love the slap t- slapstick nature of it, and even though Dead by Dawn, the sequel, is a bit darker than the first one in a lot of ways, but um, it's actually kind of funnier though, I think so, but um, the, when you look and you go at the premise, go, a group of kids, group of teenagers, go to a, a, a deserted cabin, and they can find this book of the dead, and you look at it and go, that could actually be a very dark story, because you take out your Bruce Campbell, you take out Sam Raimi and his style of storytelling, that could actually be a really dark story. And that's what I think when you look at a remix, then like some people get that wrong and assume, uh, Rob Zombie is like, oh, do you know what would be really cool about Halloween? Do you know what we have this like, oh, mystique around Michael Myers? Why don't we just explain everything about Michael Myers and humanize the character? Yeah. It's like, dude, you do you not understand what the movie's about? Yeah. But you know what I mean? I just think that... The, the, it was called The Shape. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the whole thing was <laughs> that there was nothing to him. Yeah, you're not that supposed to... Yeah. Uh, as, as Pinhead once describes himself in Hellraiser 4, I'm exquisitely empty. That's a fucking great line. It's a great line. Yeah, he he's got some of the best lines. Yeah, he head. did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Is that Doug Bradley in Power 4 as well, is it? What? Is Doug Bradley playing him? Yeah, he plays in Power 4. Yeah. And he just says, I am, Bradley, so, yeah, I am so exquisitely empty. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. Because that's what I want from you. Yeah. I did, that's the thing about the Rob Zombie. I didn't want, I didn't want layers to Michael Murray. I didn't want to see how he became what he became. No, yeah. the thing is like, he was just born empty. Yeah. Like there was something so incredibly dark inside him yeah. that his own therapist, Loomis, referred to him as, it's not a him. Yeah. You know, it's... It's, it's like a, the shark in Jaws, right? I don't need to see that shark as a pup and I don't need to see that maybe some human was mean to him sometimes. Yeah, that's exactly. That's he yeah. humans, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's just like, sometimes something's like a force of nature, it's unexplainable and that's what makes it scary. Yeah. Because, that's the whole thing. The whole thing is that it's supposed to scare you. Yeah. A narrative is great and storyline is great, but first and foremost, a horror film should have this element of fear. Yeah. And when you soften the thing that you're supposed to be scared of and it doesn't matter how much storytelling you do, that you've you've met it soft yeah you've met the, when Michael Myers uh, kills the boyfriend pulls up against the wall sticks a knife through him and then just stands back and tilts his head and it's, looks at him that's iconic it's terrifying it's a terrifying because that's a guy that's just killing you that way because he hadn't killed someone that way before yeah. or something you and know, he just like had a, this like oh, like curiosity like the I same what be like if I stuck him to the wall the same way if somebody showed yeah. me like how oh, to that's check that's what that's like yeah, yeah. if somebody showed me how to like check something on my car like how to I don't know something with the engine and I would kind of go oh I didn't know that yeah. that's interesting but I will, obviously I wouldn't have like a, a darkness to me when I'm doing it yeah. and Michael Myers didn't have a darkness to him when he did it and that's what's so fucking dark yeah exactly yeah. It's because like, the subject matter is murder yeah exactly like, it's, like, it's like kind of like uh, I think he doesn't kill a guy that's under his car and he's probably just like oh I wonder what it'd be like if I just like crush this fucking dude's head yeah you know what I mean like oh that's what a crushed head looks like yeah oh cool and he just like walks away. And it wasn't like, <laughs> oh, it wasn't like, oh, I hope the family suffers. You know, he doesn't care about the family. Yeah. Like you would never cross his mind. Yeah. Positively or negatively. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, never. You cross his path. No. That's it's it. about his, yeah, actually, it's about his path. Yeah, yeah. You and when you take path. that from him, 
yeah. When you take that from him, yeah. you've bastardized exactly. him. Exactly. It's like it's like I don't. As I said, I do not need to know why the shark is eating people off the coast. It's of a Amazon. fucking shark. It's a shark. That's why it's eating people. That's yeah. a good enough reason for me. It's like Michael Myers is like we talked about in the mental health episode. Like sometimes with serial killers, some people are wolves and they got a little bit of dog in them. Instead of the inverse, me and you be dogs that got a little bit of wolf. Yeah. In them. Wolves like, don't have a little bit of dog. In them, exactly. You know, and that's like, what Michael like, Myers is. Like, yeah, he's just a wolf. He's, he's a wolf, like. You know and, what I mean? uh, and and that was perfect. And they keep trying to. I don't know, like, what if we flesh? And that's what they quite often try to do. They try to let's flesh it out. Yeah. Let's flesh it out. And sometimes, the 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 simplicity of a Michael Myers is what's so perfect about him. And the narrative comes from the complexity yeah. of his victims, mm. of the characters that are trying to survive, yeah. or just live a normal life, or don't know what's going that's on. That's what a lot of horror, uh, horrors forget. They concentrate too much on the killer and not the impact on the victims. And yeah. That's what Halloween did so well. Like you see Jamie Lee Curtis crumble up and the end of it was that the boogeyman, she's reverted to like a childlike state. You know what I mean? Because she's so terrified and so vulnerable in that moment. Yeah. You're seeing the, the impact on the victim. Whereas Friday the 13th, you're just like, oh, Jason Voorhees, I wonder what way he's going to fucking bash these kids' brains in. Exactly. Because we've got no character development. We've got no impact on them. And just eventually become totally disconnected. And Friday the 13th is a perfect example of a franchise where you look at just for the kills. Whereas yeah. the original like Halloween, you look at and you look at how it affects humans and how uh, uh, when you in- interject someone that's so predatory like a Michael Myers into a normal person's life, the effect it can have on them. You know what I mean? And that's what Halloween did so well. It's like when you get to like, something I always comp- uh, think about when I was like, if I ever watch the news and I watch like a news reporter and she's after being like, just uh, a news reporter, female news reporters in Af- Afghanistan or Iraq and a suicide bomber walks up to her and fucking executes her or whatever yeah, or yeah. blows himself up in front of her and something that always crossed my mind is that suicide bomber could have been 35 years old and she might have been 28 he lived 35 years of his life and she lived 28 years of her life completely on the opposite side of the world yeah. until one time their lives just interjected yeah. And that effect he had. And a butterfly effect that yeah, got them there. Like, you know what I mean? What, exactly. What an open shoelace and, yeah. and, and something as intentional as a plane. Yeah. Or, you know, everything. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, terrifying. You know what I mean? And that's why I like about uh, when you look at like a Michael Myers, like well, Laurie Strode was just living her good life, babysitting yeah. like she's done a million times. And all of a sudden, it was like she was swimming off the coast of Amityville, uh, Amity, and then all of a sudden the sharks swam by. Yeah. And he just happened to be wearing a fucking a white mask. And he's just like, Oh, I wonder what she tastes like. Yeah, that's it. And then he yeah. just like stared after, and it's like but that's what's terrifying. Mm. Because I haven't like, fu- I haven't fucked anybody over to the degree where I think they're going to literally go into a dark place, hoard weapons, make these entire plans. Mm. So uh, because you know me, yeah. <laughs> but at the same, but just coming across the path, yeah. it's like coming across the path of a runway train. Yeah. It hits you, you're gone. The train, the actual steel, yeah. is indifferent to you. Yeah, exactly. The train driver is yeah. not. The people on the train, not. But the steel, yeah. indifferent to you. Yeah. And that's what he was. A force of nature. And, and with these remakes and stuff, that's why, he did, again, we'll go back to Evil Dead and tip the cap to it because it didn't try and soften yeah. this context yeah, by Alvarez fleshing it out. It took it a different way, but the Necronomicon was still an, an absolutely depth of evil yeah. that's all it was yeah. the Necronomicon never changed texture yeah. it was exactly what it was and that's that's when it's done right and um, so, so like we're kind of coming up on the break so but before we go to the break like uh, in the second half I, I, I kind of want to do a few broad strokes about talking about um, you know the remakes and into the future and shit like that and what's on what's coming out and stuff but so before we go to the break we've already touched upon um uh, Nightmare on M Street in a new in a different episode standalone and our thoughts on that are like you know well documented or whatever the fuck yeah. we talked a little bit about um, Halloween and we talked about Evil Dead and like, oh, I'm going to drop Evil Dead from this discussion because I don't consider it like back in the day 
You wouldn't put an Ash or you wouldn't put a Dead Eye beside of Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Leatherface. There are Mount Rushmore of horror villains in the modernistic terms. Like in the back of the day, you have Wolfman, Frankenstein, The Mummy, Count Dracula. You know what I mean? Like in the Universal era. Um, so when you look at the remakes and the reboots that we've seen over the past, uh, I want to go back. So Leatherface was in the 70s. So in the past, like, what, 40, 50 years, right? Which one do you think, because uh, um, we know Evil Dead's were highly positive on how we thought Evil Dead was constructed as a yeah. story, but what ones do you think were able to reimagine, to use Tim Burton's word, uh, to reboot or remake its franchise from the OG4, our Mount Rushmore of Horvins? Because I think it's indisputable, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger and Leatherface are the OG for the modernistic horror. Mm-hmm. Like, and and in, like I'm talking about from its era because you can go on and say the 90s, you can talk about Ghostface and he's kind of there on his own. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do you think, of, I suppose you could say Chucky, because he kind of got a lot more, I know he was birthed in the 80s, but his franchise really took on during the 90s and yeah. then there, go on. But like, what do you think and who do you think did the best job at reimagining or rebooting or remaking one of the OGs, like Rob Zombie's Halloween 2007, the follow-up, which was like an acid trip. And then you have Mark and Marcus Nispel, who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I think Texas Chainsaw might come up top mm. on that. Out of those four. Yeah, out of yeah. those four. Because we already yeah. talked about Nightmare on M Street, but... Yeah. Was, uh, uh, maybe, maybe second was Friday the 13th, because I found it inoffensive. Yeah. I found it a bit, like, okay, that was a film. I like the way Friday the 13th was nearly a remake of part one and two together. Yes. That's what I liked about it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I watched it, and it, it felt like a Friday the 13th. It didn't really give me anything more. Yeah. But I enjoyed it for what it was. It's definitely not a bad Friday the 13th yeah. movie. Nightmare on Elm Street. The, most the Nightmare on Elm Street, they went with a very serious Freddy who every now and again met out of place quips yeah. that just didn't work. It's like, you're going to get the dude that played Rorschach and you're going to try to imitate that intensity. Yeah. That's a once in a lifetime fucking thing. Yeah. Like, you know, and, the, and especially like you're going to try and change up Freddy Krueger, a very talkative killer. You can change up with Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees are very silent killers. Because you can change up their mannerisms, make yes. it more unkillable. Make and it's right, when you look at those four, how different Freddy is. Yeah, exactly. The absolute glee and fun and mm. sarcasm and puns. Yeah, he's welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So either do it. If you like again, I think they tried to do an Evil Dead on it and just try to take this like same darker, era, four or five years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just try to take this like dark turn on it, but they they just came up short. Yeah. Um, and I think Halloween. I actually enjoyed the last Halloween because I just loved like just all right. If you're gonna do it, just give me him on a, a straight line. Yeah. Butchering everything he comes. He across. should have been butchered. Like I don't understand. Like oh, it's Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis in the hospital for most of the fucking movie. He just yeah. had to butcher people on his way to Lori. I'm like, no, he's after the deputy dude. Go, gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Oh, you're so smart, David Gordon Green. Now, go make a Friday the 13th movie, you yeah. fucking dimwit. Bring Shane you know Black I mean? with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't. We, we can avoid both of them in one film. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd just rather Shane Black's just stop being involved just in the movie. Just stop being involved in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Because, yeah. like, Iron Man 3 and the Predator. <laughs> like, he literally put a sex offender in the movie and it didn't tell his female lead. Yeah, it's I'm not pretty, fucking... Not a cool move, dude. Not a cool not move. Not a cool no, move, dude. Move. You fucking scumbag. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? it was his friend. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, like, for me, when you look... One thing I loved about the, the Friday the 13th movie from 2009, and it's kind of strange that we don't have another Friday the 13th, uh, but one thing I, I thought was surprising is they kill Jason Voorhees at the end, um, when she runs him through that kind of, like, uh, raw taste... I don't know what's it like. It looks like a, kind of like a wood chipper or something, something like you'd feed wood to, and it just makes... Yeah, like a yeah. mulcher, that's what it's called. It was that, and she kind of runs the back of his head through and they kill him off. I don't understand why they did that. 
because you're closing off the franchise for sequels. I don't understand that. But one thing I loved about Friday the 13th, um, the 2009 remake, was how realistic they made Jason Voorhees' abilities. They're like, they they explained everything, how he can get around Camp Crystal Lake, because he's got tunnels all over the place. Yeah. And they, they gave him a bow and arrow, and they made him like a hunter. And there was like, he was hunting my game. And that's one thing, that was my favorite, and he was so, I thought he was terrifying. Like in um, 2009's Friday the 13th, because like, the only time we've seen Jason Voorhees in the last 20 odd years is Freddy vs. Jason 2007, I think it was, and um, Freddy vs. Jason. It was actually 2003 or 2003 yeah, was, yeah. yeah. So that's what, 18 years ago? Yeah. So 18 years ago, and then we haven't seen the other ones over a decade. So we haven't seen Jason Voorhees on, like, actually no. on film in over a decade. And I just think it's weird because, like, they did a, such a good job of, uh, like, opening up the franchise to kill him off. The end was a bit of a, a, a stupid choice, I think. Um, but I, I love the way he was like more of a hunter he had the bow and arrow where he, that loved that kill where the girl and the guy you're on like a jet ski and they're going across it and he fucking takes your one out yeah. like it goes straight to your eye or something or, no he takes the dude out first I think. Yeah, yeah. and your one has to swim to save her or something and she gets hit with the jet ski across the back of her head and she gets away I think but I just love the, the way that like they're literally like okay this is his hunting ground and what would he do? He would adapt his hunting ground to suit his needs. Yeah. Or maybe the reason he stays within yeah. that ground is because... Lord of all, he pervades. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, that kind of, I just, I love the realistic approach they took with his abilities and how he got around Camp Crystal Lake and how they explained, like, you know, and the way they changed him up to be, instead of, like, he was just a, a, a very kind of non-plus killer, that he was actually more like he looked like he was hunting game. And I like I liked that, and I like that approach. Then, like, the ending, because you're killing off someone and you're trying to reboot a franchise makes no sense to me but um, Nightmare on M Street we already spoke about and Halloween I think you know I hate Rob Zombie's a director like I think he's a very trashy director and I think I just don't think he gets pros I I just think he's the bad version of what horror actually is I think he's the he's what people that don't like horror think horror is that's what he is yeah he's a bad representation of the genre and because he's such a classless director and like but I don't I, I, people love Rob Zombie and that's that's their thing that's their taste and I, I don't I don't want to badmouth anyone's taste in horror and it's my taste in horror I think there's other ways to tell the stories he tells in a very more kind of subtle way yeah. in a very more classy way and not to have his wife in there shouting her fucking face off for two hours in my ear yeah. it's like Sherry Moon shut the fuck up for a minute <laughs> movie here. stop shouting yeah I get it you're probably ad-libbed half your lines because you can't remember them yeah fair play stop shouting in my ear I can't concentrate on this and it's like and like the one of the most famous lines that people quote a lot is actually a line he stole from Ted Bundy's one of his I'm uh, the devil on the mirror I mean, the devil's work was actually yeah. Tex something I can't remember his surname but Tex Watson he was the guy uh, that actually said that in real life like you know but um, I just think Rob Zombie didn't get the franchise he was operating within something that really annoys me um, uh, Nightmare on M Street uh, was just uh, I think you said in the last one you just took all the fun out of it yeah. Like he's like, oh, like another Freddy, Freddy Krueger is like, cool. Of course, he can be a dark character. Of course, he's a fucking, he's a fucking pederast. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's the kind of guy who plays with his food, so he needs to be having fun. Yeah. And Robert England's still very fucking like yeah. there. <laughs> he's not dead. It's like we talked about Tony Todd. Why not bring Tony Todd back? He's as every bit as vital as that fucking seventy-year-old dude that you got to play some bullshit Candyman, full Candyman bullshit. You know, I just think like uh, you could have made that movie with Robert England, and you would have had much more success because and you could even start back from the start and go, oh, we want to cast new Nancy or whatever, because you put that makeup on Robert England, he's still going to look the exact fucking same. Yeah. I just think that movie was unnecessary the way they did it. Yeah. I love the Texas Chainsaw Master because even though all the the people are in are uh, are good looking or whatever. The immensity and the the way they cut them off in that movie, I love that. 
they just cut them off away from like civilization. You're in our fucking place now, and just the victims in it, the Jessica Biel and her, the co, the the rest of the cast in it, they just kind of like they cut them off away from civilization, and they're just fucking playing with the prey. Yeah, the whole way through the movie, and I love that about that movie. It's really terrifying because I could imagine. There's like an inevitability to their yeah, demise. exactly. That, that's yeah. a really good you know what I mean, like premise for a horror. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they were just like really, really, really terrifying in that movie. The whole um, because they changed it was the Sawyer family, I think, and they changed it to Hewlett or vice versa, but. Um, or Hewitt, sorry, it was Hewitt originally, Thomas Hewitt, wasn't Cannot it? Cannot remember. But it, the, the name was changed anyway, it was Sire to Hewitt or vice versa, Hewitt to Sire. But uh, like, and I just think that fam- the family in the remake, everyone in were terrifying. And at the same time, they captured some of the characters from the original. And I think that's a good way of doing a remake. And like, I know we dropped Evil Dead, but Evil Dead's like the perfect example of you capture, you look at the in some of the ingredients, you go, I'm going to make a totally different pie. You know what I mean? Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna use a little bit of this cinnamon. I'm gonna use this, but I'm gonna add a lot of other ingredients. Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna have the same. And a Necronomicon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna taste kind of similar in the way like the aftertaste, but the ingredients itself is gonna be made up quite yeah. differently. You know that kind of way. Father, t- I added cocaine. No, not cocaine. Cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon. <laughs> Always get those two mixed. Is <laughs> that Mrs. Dyla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So before we go to the break, I just think of the four. Um, the best yeah rank them rank them because yeah. you, you, you're after going on a, a tangent there yeah. and you've broke them down so now I just want a 1, 2, 3, 4 yeah 1, 2, 3, 4 I think uh, 1 being best 4 being worst yeah so Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 Cool. Um, uh, Friday 13 part uh, Friday 13 not part 2 but no but it would be number 2, two. In, the, in your yeah, list yeah so both Marcus Nispel movies I think he gets remakes I think he should make more of them okay and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street um, I want to give it part uh, number 3 but because I hate Rob Zombie, but Rob Zombie's Halloween's a better movie than that Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. It's clear for all to see, even though it's a trash movie. Like, he, and I, be fair, be yeah, fair, yeah. Yeah, because be harsh, but be fair. Yeah, like, but even yeah. though he's like, oh, do you know what Michael Myers, this really uh, stealthy killer that likes to operate in the shadows? Do you know what he could be? Seven feet tall, Tyler Main. Makes sense. Yeah. He's like, hey, like, could you imagine Halloween with Tyler Main instead of, uh, I think it was Nick Castle or someone that played him originally. And uh, I think Tommy Lee Wallace played him as well and Nick Moran um, also played him. It's a guy you actually see with the, the, the mask comes off. But imagine he's like, hey, uh, hey uh, Annie, I think someone's looking at me. He's behind the bush. You're like, the seven foot tall guy. That I yeah. can see he's like a foot taller than that bush. Wearing a, oh. wearing a, a very, very, <laughs> like, fucking opaque, <laughs> a fucking bone-coloured mask. Yeah, and like, and as well, like, he's like, uh, uh, by the way, uh, Michael Myers does not need Slipknot masks, because that's why he... But, yeah, so I think I'd go away. Um, now, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because it's a slightly better movie than Friday 13th, yeah. even though I appreciate it as both of them equally in a lot of ways, but no offence sitting here, motherfuckers. So I'd go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, uh, Friday Thirteenth, and then I'd go with Rob Zombie's Halloween, and then I'd go with Nightmare on Elm Street. What Do, would you go with? I actually think I actually think you're right. Even if I might have disagreed on the two or three, I would have gone one and four for sure. But I think you've definitely taken me around. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, cool. you know it is like the the ex, like in its entirety. Yeah, even if you didn't love it. And even if it's a small line, yeah. if it's a small margin, I, yeah, I, I it's like Vin Diesel said, you either win by an inch or a mile, you still win. Like, you yeah, absolutely. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a picture, what they call it, a picture finish or a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. a photo finish. Photo finish, yeah. yeah. It still doesn't matter. One yeah. and two. Yeah. it goes down in the history books the same yeah, way I think it's like as you like to say it's not much in the muchness yeah and not much in the muchness yeah, I think yeah. that's the case of it like so yeah so before we go to the break um, that's my rankings for what I think of the, the remakes of the OG and Noel's quite similar I think he's, you're saying you might move two and three around yeah maybe bit. but I don't think so I, yeah. I think I'm with you yeah no yeah. I think I'm with you cool so right this is Invasion of the Polysnatchers and um, we'll see you after break motherfuckers 
This is Invasion Poly Snatchers. Um, so Noel, before we went to the the break, we broke down um, the, our thoughts about the remakes of the the four OGs, like you know Letterface, uh, well Text Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, the big slashers, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, guys, yeah. the the the, the, the up close and personal. Yeah, the, the kind of the pinnacle of the golden age of horror, which is the seventies mm. and eighties in lots of ways. Um, mm. But like go like that, that was looking back uh, with a night to the future. Um, what do you think of? Oh, I haven't seen the Nightmare Nem- or not Nightmare Nem- I haven't seen No She Did Last Summer, the TV series, um, and I haven't seen the new Child's Play TV series. But can you, in, without kind of touching too much on the plot points, because be future? Yeah, episode, but yeah. Um, this is another thing I suppose that could fall into the remake realm and stuff. Is the fact that a lot of these things get reformatted for television. Mm. That yeah, reformat is probably the best word. Yeah, reformat is probably mm. a good word. Um, and, and and in a lot of ways that works because you have ten hours or yeah. eight hours or 20 hours whatever you know whatever amount of episodes whatever length of episode yeah. um, and uh, I know what you did last summer we're four or five in and it's decent I, I mean to revisit it with Chucky I'm really 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 enjoying it I, I think with the difference between I don't know how I feel about it ultimately but the difference when you're doing it I think on television is just that thing you are allowed 
time yeah if you were watching the film and they said right and here's 40 minutes where we talk about like you know watching Chucky they, they actually dip into his past yeah but, and, and one episode might dip into it quite heavily but the next episode won't at all. Yeah. The next episode, he'll have two kills, yeah. three kills. Really, you know, really Chucky, Chucky completely yeah. in manic mode. Which is really hard to do in a 90-minute movie. Which is really hard to do in a 90-minute movie. Yeah. So I do think the one thing I like about it being re... re actually, Chucky, uh, the, the show, seems to be a continuation of the films. Yeah. It we, touches on, you know, like, the actors, Andy exists, and, and yeah. you know, like, it, it talks back on Jennifer Tilly's... Do you uh, ever think they named Andy in Toy Story Andy because it's like a... A throwback to I to never story. have, but now I need to believe it. You true. know what I mean? Because they both have the toys coming alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. In very, very different turnouts. Yeah, but uh, but I am actually enjoying them. I do. I th- this is the thing. I just think if you allow yourself time. Yeah. Although, like, if again, if they did a Michael Myers TV show, like you said, we don't want them fleshed out. Mm. Chucky, Chucky allow Chucky lends himself to that. Yeah. Uh, something like I know what you did last summer. The, the scream. They allow themselves that because the the, the, the killer isn't some... Well, like the thing with Child's Play, Charles E. Ray is a voodoo love and serial killer. I want to know more about that dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and again, he's he's got the... he's He falls more into the um, Freddy than he does the, the Michael Myers. Yeah. He's got an awful lot of personality. Yeah. He's got like philosophy, albeit a, compl- a maniac's one yeah. on life. He just he thinks of it as cheap. He thinks, of, you know, he talks about it. And, and I just love the... I just love sometimes when you, in a film what I would consider very slow in yeah. a show I consider world building. Yeah. So I do think the show now that we're in the kind of the golden age of television where we, again I, I always jump I always say this I've said this so many podcasts but you could have an episode of One Division that was like twenty five million dollars. Yeah. By the time you had like eight episodes of that you had the money that would cost to make a feature length Marvel movie. Yeah. Um. So that with the TV is kind of. It's well funded and yeah, at the highest level, and it's at the highest level. So I do think for that, I find it a lot less frustrating. And the thing is, I don't end up going to the cinema and being real disappointed. I go into something like I can't. You know what? I watch Scream, and I honestly can't remember much about it, and that's fine. The TV series, yeah, yeah. I can't remember much about. It. Don't what, remember who the killer was. Don't what, remember anything. I remember I didn't like the mask. Um, yeah, I was actually about to say that. Yeah, why yeah. did you, why do you think they changed the go- just to make because they have to just to make different? Yeah, just to make it different. But I I kind of like I kind of like the dollar store. Yeah. mask I just it's like it so hard to treat because all the mask actually all the mask actually is supposed to be is you not being able to identify me if you yeah. survive that's all the mask was and in the case of like it's the kind of mask that you can get everywhere it's the kind of yeah exactly yeah. you know in Scream 4 they had a, a barn party and uh, loads of kids yeah. were wearing uh, ghost face masks yeah. so ghost face was literally able to walk amongst them completely yeah. spot. that was cool the mask was a little bit more but I just again the TV format it allows you to have I think more fun with it and that's what it boils what it boils down to is I expect this this and this from 90 minutes and if you bog down with Mary Jane singing three songs that's <laughs> yeah, already extremely compacted if you then Ugh. I'm going to get very frustrated with you. But it's like I we get it, the relationship's complicated. Move Jesus on, Sam Raimi. Christ. Jesus Christ, does she not like know fucking Spider Man or P. Parker Spider Man? The end of part two. Why are we still having this fucking bullshit? Well, yeah, why are we still here? Yeah, but uh, I do. I why do. Is she singing? I do think. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying the series. I'm enjoying. I even. I'm even glad that it didn't. It doesn't get like dropped on Netflix. There's something about you forgot that sometimes in the olden days, in the before times, yeah. that you had to wait a week mm. for a Simpsons. Yeah. Or whatever it was, you actually yeah. had to wait a week. Do you remember that yeah. shit? This reminds me now, and I'm looking forward to the Chuckies. Chuckies are, are, are a, something that right now are a little treat. There's yeah. one out today. I'm going to watch it when I get home, and I'm really, really looking forward to and, it. Yeah, and you, you said you're really enjoying the TV series, uh, and it went with Chucky instead of Child's Play, which I'm sure is a rights issue thing. 
Um, uh, yeah, but, they never even say it, John. Yeah, it's not. So when you look at the TV series, I I haven't seen it yet, but you you seem to be really enjoying it, which is cool because I'm looking forward to seeing well, it. Well, I am. Well. Yeah, personally, I am. But um, within the franchise, have you seen you've seen the Child's Play reboot recently? Yes. Yeah, where he they even changed it. His name's not. Uh, what was his name in the first one? Uh, Tommy the Good Time Doll or some shit. Oh, oh God! Oh. You're after. Uh, yeah, I was Tommy, the, uh, yeah, I, Tommy. I'm Tommy, and I'm your friend. Yeah, the good guy doll. Good guy doll. Yeah, that's good guy doll. So, like, and they even changed it to Buddy and shit like that. But what did you make of? Are you talking about the newest incarnation that had Mark Hamill? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. That's, yeah. that's great. Like, so, what did you make of? No, that was a reimagining. Yeah, what do you think of it? Oh, I, I enjoyed it actually. To be honest, yeah. I, I like the the AI con completely out of control thing versus the soul of a man. Yeah, yeah. I, the way technological instead of supernatural. This is a film I hadn't seen. Yeah. Again, and it's touched on. We've seen AI gone wrong. We've seen yeah. we've seen Skynet. We've seen we've seen on huge yeah. and small scales. Uh, we uh, even what was that one with the kid from Sixth Sense? Uh, AI, yeah, AI, which was like a reimagine of Pinocchio. Pinocchio which yeah, which and that was yeah. excellent. One of my favorite things. Yeah, um, but uh, this, oh, I I really enjoyed it. A lot of people had like beef with it, but I, again, you. you it yeah. didn't when it isn't trying when it's like yeah we're going with the Chucky premise but when it isn't trying to just carbon copy something yeah. you shouldn't hold it as a carbon copy and judge it on that yeah like even that like, like Evil Dead about, yeah, yeah it, it wasn't trying to be a carbon copy it was like oh yeah we're taking this this and this yeah. and we're calling it Evil Dead don't worry we're not trying to pretend we're yeah. making a new film here I think here. that's what annoys people I think that's what but again but this this was something that I wasn't done and I really like mm. that Mark Hamill of course is one of the best voice actors in the world is he's, he though? Ah, uh, oh, come on Mark Hamill every single brilliant. voice is Joker voice Ah, uh, there was a nice incarnation of it for Chucky. I liked his what Chucky the Joker voice. voice. It <laughs> wasn't. It wasn't the Joker voice. It was close to the Joker. <laughs> voice. I like when he skeleton. I was like, I can't wait to hear Mark Hamill the skeleton. I was like, well, if you heard him play Joker, it's the exact same voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's all he does though. Like, but it's it, even despite like, even though we've had so many Jokers, he's not a great one. Even though we've had so many Jokers, when I hear Joker in my head, I hear Mark Hamill. Yeah, well, I hear Heath Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> Why so serious? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no I, I really enjoy it but I, I liked it as a standalone as well mm. you know I just think it works as a standalone yeah. and of course you had to go back to Charles D. Ray because Charles D. Ray is so vital like somebody who has a personal do you not think it's an iron though like um, it's so unnecessary to have Mark Hamill be the vice oh it's only for a need of difference like our, our movie's different but if you're going to make a non-voodoo dull you know, if you're going but to move away from the Brad Charles... If you yeah. moved away from Charles Lee Ray, because that, like, he's yeah. not Chucky, he's Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. And this Chucky was supposed to have a more kind of simple kind of premise, yeah. uh, even though it's quite complicated. It's, it's like, it's, high advanced AI mm. you can, like, interact with. It's supposed to know. be a smart toy. Yeah. 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 So it's called a smart toy, isn't yeah. it? Like, it's like a learning toy, you like, and it interacts with you and all this shit. Yeah. And it shows you, like, cause, as you said, like, what if AI or high level technology gets out of hand yeah. and it starts controlling drones? It was and different, wasn't it? Like, even if, yeah. you don't, if you didn't like it, that's fine, but at least it was different. Yeah, and but I like, like fucking can... hate when they try and give me the same film again yeah. and they just end up making a worse version of the film we've already Street. seen. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street is yeah. always going to be the pinnacle of that, yeah. perhaps, for me. Especially when we're talking horror. Like. When we're talking horror. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, if you want to stay in the genre. Yeah. I just want to say, it's total side note. I went to see Eternals today, and um, I seen the the trailer for West Side Story, and um, I want to say Steven Spielberg for a dude that likes to say that Marvel movies are a carbon copy. You, you, you guys are making remakes. 
Like, yeah. make fucking new movies then, Carbon yeah. Copy, motherfucker. That's literally Carbon Copy. Like, Who do you think you are, Steve? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. well, like, wait, he hasn't made a good movie in a long while. Like, the last time he made a good movie was Ready Player One, in my opinion. Like, what else? Was what? Ready Player One, I think, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. I, like, That's when, 14 or something. Like, a war horse. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Come on, no, I haven't even seen Ready Player One. Have you not? No. no. Oh, awesome. I heard it, Sean. So much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Just such a fun film, like yeah, and it's, yeah. It, it seems like out of step for for Steven Spielberg. He's yeah. not afraid to get out of his comfort zone. Well, he makes great blockbusters. Did Jurassic Park, like you know what I mean? Like so, <laughs> that, that was decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he did ET, he did Jaws. He's the um, again the the rehash kind of. I don't know if you call it rehab, but like they went a different way with Jurassic Park as well, and a reformatted. Yeah, to go back. Well, to I think word. that's a great example of a reboot. Yeah, they reboot. They stayed within the franchise that already existed, but they re- they recreated it in a different way. And I love the way. I actually really love Jurassic World. I thought uh, Dominion wasn't as good. Um, the sequel in the new franchise. Um, I thought the first one was very enjoyable. It was really cool to see the park actually open. Yeah. And to see the mayhem of what ensues when there's actually a couple of thousand train velociraptors. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, cool. it was kind of like dogs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like like, dogs. I'm sure that would end badly every single time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But um. No, like so, like I, I, I don't know. I just think when you have someone like a Brad the Riff that's so uh, linked to the, the Riff, I uh, thought it was Dorf or, or, or maybe it is like yeah, I, yeah I'm not sure. So, I only Green, Green a worm tongue. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you have him, uh, like it's like I said about these guys, Tony Todd and Robert England, why are we shelving these guys and they still exist? We only have them for a certain amount of time. Well, I think again, like, I think if you're reimagining, if you, I think if you're completely changing the yeah. narrative again, if it's not Charles, because yeah. he played Charles E. Ray to me. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't have Charles, well, he did the voice of Chucky. Mark Hamill as Chucky didn't have Charles E. Ray, and if you wanted mm. me to believe it was a kind of an, an interactive thing, if you put his voice in it, that would have been confusing to yeah. me. I think. So yeah. in that context, you have to say it at least made sense. Yeah. But at the same time. He will always be Chucky. Like you can't, you're not allowed to make one standalone yeah. film and claim it. And I don't want to be fair to yeah. Mark Hamill. I'm sure he doesn't. Like I think when you look at like that's the one the difference. I think the Child's Play and um, Nightmare on Elm Street in particular, and because maybe because of their speaking roles, that anyone can be Michael Myers really as long as they fit the build. Anyone could be Jason Voorhees as long as they fit the build. Even though you know Kane Hodder's be like one of the more iconic ones to play Jason Voorhees, um, but anyone can be them. Like like literally, I think it was Derek Mayers to play them in the remake. Like as long as he's big and formidable, or yeah. formidable. <laughs> like that word was for me. You have to no say. lights. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, it's like the darkest days. Yeah. But like anyone could the be them. So and the best yeah. posture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, like I think when you look at all the guys that played Michael Myers, I don't know them all off by heart. And Jason Voorhees a lot. Of them didn't look out place apart from Tyler Main for me, seven foot tall guy that's supposed to skulk in the shadows. Makes no sense. It's kind of like when you watch the Predator remake, it's like, Oh, do you know what we're going to do with this stealth killer that operates on stealth and is all about stealth? We're going to make one that's 15 feet tall. Yeah. What's he going to hide amongst mountains? Yeah. <laughs> you know it reminds mean? me of the, I just seen recently a baby elephant that was robbing sugarcane, so I tried to hide behind the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what and I mean? Like, like, you do know, baby or not, you're still an elephant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not working, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. not working. Like. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've only seen the, the Child's Play uh, reboot um, once, but I just think, I didn't think it was a necessary movie, really. A lot of people thought, yeah, it was good. Like, I enjoy it. I'm not going to lie, it's not a bad movie. I just don't think it's a necessary movie because it's once again the franchise thing is it's so, um, uh, like hand in fist with uh, voodoo. Like the whole thing, uh, uh, the 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 fucking incantation he recites before he gets into Holy the body. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, I just think 
uh, when you have something that's so intrinsically attached to the the nature of the character as you said we don't have a Charles Lee Ray in the new one because it's like it's all technology and mm. bullshit but that was a standalone because yeah. it seemed to be in the, the it's a standalone because it's shit man it's not going to get I loved I loved where he killed yeah, the man. fucking uh, the superintendent mm. of the the building thought that was some great fucking kill mm. um because uh and something that could interact with because we rely on technology so much yeah something that can interact with our technology is very very scary yeah you know because that's that is the world we live in now I would punt that motherfucker into a lake game well that's over. it you're watching the Chucky thing and he, he relies on the fact that he's a doll and yeah. you're not afraid of him I would beat Chucky 100% of the time <laughs> not mm. if you didn't know he was exa- not if you didn't know that one of the fucking dolls sitting in this room was a Chucky yeah most, you'd be like oh I'd be like, think well, I that dog there jumped down on you knife in the neck yeah oh. why you think I don't scope him out <laughs> yeah. you don't even why know why do you think you? my arms are up yeah, yeah, yeah. you might think I got that bear over there I know <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. going to be sentient but I treat him very well Yeah, he's got my back He's got yeah, he's got your back. Yeah, I mean, Jai's a fuck up murder, aka murder bear. <laughs> but, but do you agree that maybe that maybe if they're going to revisit it, all things and they want to delve into them, that maybe a TV format might be more suitable? Um, yeah, like I think for an era of people like us, uh, uh, like uh, we're people that grew up reading comic books are um, are becoming more and more prevalent, and people that enjoy that long form storytelling. Like as you said, like earlier on uh, about the Chucky TV series that. You have an episode where it delves completely into someone's past, Charlie Ray's past, and then the next one's completely Not different. at all, yeah, yeah it gets you back on track. Exactly, and because you only have to wait seven days for the next installment, you'll allow that a little bit of filler, yeah. a little bit of backstory. And because we're so used to long-form storytelling, because a lot of the people now that watch mainstream TV and, and beyond are comic book and gra- graphic novel fans, and we often say like, there's no greater form of long-form storytelling than graphic novels. No. So um, people that... Uh, it's There's no reason why... You, or it's no coincidence why you have hand-in-hand hand that you have the, the, the generation who grew up reading comic books are the ones that are making the golden age television like you know what I mean like so it's, it's just uh, I think it's the appreciation for the long form storytelling um, but like I haven't seen I uh, know what you did last summer but I think it's a, a very simplistic uh, um, premise to remake at any kind of era really because it's about uh, some group of kids that have a secret that someone's holding against them or killing them that's pretty much the premise yeah, of, yeah, you, know, you premise. know what I mean like yeah, so yeah. But, and the same with Scream Scream is the kind of thing that as long as you have a Sydney Prescott around, and even if, as long as you have the legend of Sydney Prescott, you don't even need her for a TV series in that way because you're operating in the shadow of the events. Yeah. So I think Scream, even though it wasn't a great show, um, I think it wasn't a bad show either. Again, yeah. I, I, again, I haven't watched it in what, yeah. two years. The mask was just... stupid as fuck. Um, yeah, I remember like, not liking the match. It's like, it's literally all I remember. It's like, he's like, oh, we got Halloween, uh, Friday the 13th coming out and we're going to give him a soccer mask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, white. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just, uh, like, I just think that was unnecessary. But um, So looking at Into the Future a bit more, because like what remakes are really on the horizon? I know there's another Evil Dead coming out, directed by an Irish dude, Lee Cronin, who did Hole in the Ground. Um, I think that's a, I'm not sure if that's a reboot a remake or if it's another standalone in the same sense of a Fede Alvarez's 2013 one which the best thing about Evil Dead is it really leans itself to standalone movies because it's just about poor unfortunate fuckers finding the Necromonicon and shit happening to them so that's pretty much what you can do with Evil Dead constantly over and over again I wouldn't even call it even a reboot it's just because you're not saying Bruce Campbell's Ash storyline didn't exist 
you're not saying this didn't happen or whatever but you can kind of say that like maybe that you can say that even though I think Evil Dead doesn't the world end eventually he sleeps too yeah. long or something well, that's one of the two endings yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's think that's Andy the one they went with I yeah. think there was another one where he's back in uh, S-Mart yeah. and uh, Deadite shows up and yeah. just you know fills shop smart shop yeah. S-Mart shop, yeah shop smart um, shop S-Mart but um uh, on the horizon, like we spoke a little bit before we came back from the break, uh, was the thing. Um, that's a remake itself to John Carpenter, the iconic movie from nineteen eighty two of Who Goes There? Is it was the original? Yeah. Um, or is it a thing from another world or something? Actually, Who Goes There? I think might be in the book, and I think from another world was the uh, the original from the fifties. But on the horizon is that we talked about was that the original thing was made from the novella. Um, I think the one from the fifties was made based on the the. Jason or James Campbell, I think I'll check his name. I think he did the novella, and now uh, even John Carpenter's works was inspired by the novella. But uh, something I told you was that during the period of time that that book was being created, a lot of the manuscript was actually lost, and uh, what we saw was a truncated version. And in the meantime, somebody actually uh, sought it out and found the full manuscript. And on the horizon, I sent you like there's a bus stop image I saw recently online, and I said Outpost Thirty One. And I don't know if this is going to be a remake, a reimagining, or a sequel, or whatever. But, like, what do you think of another Thing movie? Um, do you think it's necessary? Or are you happy to see it come back? And what way do you think it will... What form do you think they'll have, like, an R.J. McCready? Do you think we'll have another Windows, another Childs, or whatever? Or do you think we new characters? I don't know, actually. It's, it's, so, it's so kind of just came into my purview so recently yeah. that all I can feel now is excitement again this is the thing about remakes despite all of the criticisms that I've given I kind of stand by I stand yeah. by them I still can't help but get excited about something that I love yeah. and that's what they bank on yeah. and they know they probably have my 15 quid Mm. Uh, you know they they just do it's too um, limitless but what man. they're going to do I don't know I don't, see mm. I don't even know if it's going to continuation or they're yeah. just going to go, go back to square one and all I ever think in my head is that this was a thing where I just love practical format and even yeah. even if CGI look better I'm still such a kind of elitist asshole that sometimes I just respect yeah. that uh, you know ju- just uh, just the breakdown just somebody yeah. sitting there with animatronics and ballistic gel and and corn syrup and just yeah. making something fucking amazing with those bladders yeah yeah like we're doing to make the skin bulge and shit exactly, like that I think yeah. like when you have a Greg Nicotero out there right now that's doing wonders on the Walking Dead franchise and TV series yeah absolutely you can yeah, easily absolutely. get him to come in and he could have the same impact on a thing like the way Rob Bottin did yeah. on the, the original or not the original but the 1982 thing like I just think like the, it's like the remake if they or not the remake sorry the prequel if they had done uh, practical effects in that movie I think people would rate it not as good as the the 1982 movie but they wouldn't be trouncing it like the way they yeah, do no, you're absolutely it, like, right, you know yeah. what I mean that's what because it, 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 there was something so vulgarly disgusting about mm. the original that just wasn't captured in the 2011 film because you knew it wasn't there because you knew it wasn't there yeah. you know it was, you know, it was so play and it wasn't like the greatest special effects you'll ever yeah. see it wasn't the highest budget you'll ever see and it's like 10 years which is a long time in movies you yeah know? CGI is like, we watched yeah. the original Iron Man recently and it's absolutely brilliant you yeah. can just see just and the special effects were great but you can even just see how leaps and bounds it came along yeah. in the years um, but uh, I don't know it's a results game for me yeah. it's going to be a results game proof will be in the pudding yeah. and at least they're not rushing it this isn't something that they're just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding the thing has, has been I know there was the 50s there was the 80s there was the early 10s yeah. and now, now we're having the 20s and I'm like wow at least they're not trying to completely bastardise it because yeah, Scream like has had four films and now there's going to be a fifth film and there was already a TV series Yeah. Um. so they're they've like you know Nightmare on Elm Street as you know he had Freddy versus Jason we yeah. had 
annoyed. Jason Voorhees has been in what twelve films maybe now because yeah, you had the remake recently. You had Jason versus Freddy. You had Jason X. Yeah. So that so that's what twelve, 12 films. Yeah, yeah, twelve films. Like you know. So at least they're not bastardizing it as much. But yeah. I know so little about it at this stage. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um. I I think of all the franchises because um simply because of when it was created. I think. Well, I suppose it's Chucky too because he lives inside a doll. Um, the Scream is the only one that I think deserves to have these sequels right now. I think Halloween. I don't like, and I'm enjoying these new movies, and I love seeing Halloween movies. Don't get me wrong, but I just think Halloween belongs so much to a different era now that I think we should just let go of Halloween. Uh, like yeah. I really do believe that. Like I don't. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I just think we've had we're gonna have thirteen movies. I think by the time Halloween ends comes out. And I think we really need to let go of that franchise. And I love that franchise, but we're going to have... Not like I'm going to be short movies to watch for Halloween. No. There's 13 movies, like, you know yeah. what I mean? And, like, some of them are good, like, you know? So I just think, like, the, the Scream, it only has four movies. It's only from the 90s. Nearly all of the cast is still alive, as far as I know. Like, especially all the main players, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, and uh, uh, Nev Campbell. So, like, is yeah, Nev Campbell. Yeah. So, like, I just think, I don't mind seeing more screams. And I don't mind, like... I, I, Scream I, lends itself to something. There's nothing yeah. supernatural about it. It's about yeah. a maniac trying to get their and, pound and, of flesh and, and get, into, get in on the lore mm. of, of it, uh, as opposed to... Yeah, it's like the per, it's like the constant copycat. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, she shot her boyfriend in the head. He's dead. Yeah. And he's been dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Since 1996. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And that's what, like, one thing, I, but one thing I liked about Scream is that, like, everybody is still in their 40s or maybe early 50s, whatever. Those people still exist, right? So, like, and that's the one thing that Halloween kind of had for it was Jamie Lee Curtis is still vital. You know what I mean? Like, and you could have that kind of thing where, like, but, like, I just think Halloween now, it, it came from 1978 and we're still or yes 1978 wasn't it and we're still like literally going back to the original back to the original back to like literally like you can continue on the thing and have him still be 40 years older and not have to reboot everything and all that shit but like i just think now with a like a franchise like halloween it's got 13 movies and it's belonged so much it's it's covered the 70s the 80s the 90s the noughties the 10s and now it's going to go into the 2020s, right? I just think we need to leave that franchise alone. Yeah. Because that's... Now we're, we're so lack of breadth of creativity that we're banking on a, a franchise that's almost 50 years yeah. old. But even yeah. when they aren't bereft of creativity they're trying yeah. to make something new, it's still based on Stephen King books. They're still based, like yeah. it's not as if they're source material. That's the thing I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, it's not like they're sitting there going, right, everything's been done. There's nothing for us to work on. Man, there's eighty million horror books out there. Yeah, some of them with amazing premises. There's probably some absolute phenomenal stories that have not been told. You so if you if you if you don't have an absolute original concept, yeah, read. Yeah, exactly. Read exactly. Like, and there's people out there that like you could instead of paying people to read scripts. You need to start paying people to read books. Absolutely, you know what like I mean. People like people who people who you've trusted to write scripts, like yeah. proving the pudding. They've made movies. They've made money. Yeah, those people need to go because I know it's cutthroat. It's yeah. not like oh, like give everyone a chance. No, it's cutthroat. The people, the prove the people who prove their worth. Yeah, and get yeah, man, make them read. Make yeah. them absolutely read. Yeah, and I think you touched on something like the amount of things that have been based on Stephen King works is yeah. insane. And then there's and, he, and, and, and all hail, all hail the king. Of course, but. At the same time, he's not the only horror writer that's ever existed. Yeah, exactly. Like you know what I mean. He's not. He's not the only horror writer featured on the bookshelves behind you. Yeah. That probably don't have any films about them. I yeah. know the strain was made into a TV. Yeah, show. I actually don't have. The only Stephen King book I have is Stephen King on writing. 
That's it. I yeah, Max there's, Brooks. Something, there's there's something there. There's something even on that that that, that shelf, a humble a humble amount of books that probably hasn't been done. Yeah. And that's it. So you don't even have to. It's just that everybody. Humble I know everyone's looking for that closing. quick book. So and the thing is, if you buy the rights and you're able to slap, it's the same. You could make a Superman movie kind of going. We don't have the rights, so I'm just thinking like take away Heat Vision, keep the that uh, Will Smith film. Yeah, Hancock. Hancock, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Bad film. But like at the same time, if that just had the word Superman. Yeah. Because that word. Is yeah. worth so much that there's literally money to be made in that. I'll give you sixty million, but this promises eighty million, yeah. and then we make a movie. Um, but I, I think, I think at the same time, maybe people need to just chance. Maybe just bring somebody else yeah. to the front, to the to the front. Yeah, like like, do we have like what what are the modern the really modern fucking like? When you look at horror villains, like we, how long are we going to keep banking on Leatherface? How long? Are, Indefinitely, yeah, it seems. Yeah, and like how? Because like, another made actually another remake is on the horizon. Hellraiser. I actually want to talk about that in a sec. But, um, but like, how long are we going to keep going back to uh, Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees? Like Jason Voorhees in particular, we've had like twelve movies. You just said, but it's over decades since we had a Friday Thirteenth. Like you know what I mean? So so maybe there is a case to to have another Friday 13th movie because it's been 10 years or whatever but like how long do we keep going back to these characters because like you're going to have to start rebooting them somebody talked before because you're going to age the, the characters out of existence because what Michael Myers is now 80 yeah oh I'm worried I am you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I'm worried. Worried. Killing machine. Yeah. yeah of course and the thing is it really comes down to you the consumer yeah. and unfortunately it's not like me and you we could say right fuck it you know what I'm out yeah. I mean you don't go and see Halloween but if millions of other people do it does not matter that we didn't yeah exactly yeah. Uh, so I do think unfortunately it's a case of we absolutely us the consumer have always had 100% of the power yeah. but there's too many of us to get on the same page Yeah. so they're just banking on that so honestly indefinitely because yeah. what's been put to bed Bates Motel that was another thing I actually enjoyed it I, I've only seen season one I heard it's good though yeah there you go and I guess to delve into his actual relationship yeah. with his mother um and, and and that's pretty cool, but at the same time, I know there's going to be a base motel in twenty years, yeah. or there's going to be a psycho, or there's going to be a reimagining of him. But he's in a fancy, luxurious hotel in New York, yeah. and they're going to like take off like the, the the way AI did with Pinocchio. It was an excellent yeah. adaption of a story that was been told hundreds of years ago. Yeah. So honestly, I don't see any end to it. Well, like I don't even think like they're, they're they're talking about this next Halloween film. Like they're going to wrap it up, are they? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I I think ho- I'm hoping to do. Because thirteen, yeah, like like thirteen movies is enough, and I love Michael Myers centric movies. Like, don't get me wrong, I've seen every single Halloween like many yeah. times, except for Kills, because it's only out recently. But um, I just think that there, there's a comes a case where um, something I think I mentioned in one of the other episodes was I, I like seeing remakes in a sense because I love revisiting these franchises, but I'd rather see them not be at the expense of new properties. But um, we're constantly seeing at the, the expense of new properties, and that's I think that's the problem because like. I know post-pandemic and something I touched upon before was we're going to see a lot of people banking on built-in uh, uh, franchises with built-in fan bases because you're going to get you're, you're going to need a reason to get people uh, back in the cinema again after the coronavirus and shit and like and then so you're going to have a Scream 5 you have these Halloween trilogies and they're going to ramp them up and all this and you're going to see like uh, like uh, something we talked about was like uh, a Hellraiser even though that's going to be on Hulu but you're going to see these things where in the cinema you're going to see a lot more reboots remakes and sequels because these are franchises that already have fan bases attached to them and the surest way to get a fan base into a cinema is to give them something that they know and love yeah you know what I mean familiarity though that's yeah. that's, that's that's the problem with us yeah it's, it's like you, what you said with Halloween if we don't go 
still like everybody else is going to yeah, go absolutely you know what i mean like so it doesn't really matter like because they have the built-in that oh yeah fan base, like i'm saying talk about music like i'm a big metalhead and i always say like oh you like metallic if you like them you should really check out king diamond yeah or you should really check out you know like diamond head is another band yeah. motorhead you could go on and on yeah. and you just, people go yeah yeah i will but they don't yeah it's, and they probably would but no but they like metallic. this is comfortable yeah. it's not that i'm looking to expand it's not that i'm looking to i like this this is comfortable yeah. oh they're releasing a new album absolutely fantastic yeah. And good or bad, they're just such a huge titan yeah. that the word Metallica carries so much weight yeah. that that people just kind of go, no, that that's what I know. Yeah. And I could say, you know, if you like Halloween, you should check out this. It's a great series, but it doesn't have the word Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the branding. That's yeah. that's what we need to get away. It's like with somebody, people buy you know, Kanye West clothes for $700 because yeah, they have Yeezys or Yeezys or whatever because yeah. they've got a word because they've got Nike on them or because whatever it is yeah. and just that word I thankfully that's one thing I've never bought into I, I'm just comfortable when I'm comfortable yeah. but like that people buy into branding and yeah. that's something that's so ingrained into us man something you know we're all Gucci gang Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> something you know about um, more than I would would be the Hellraiser franchise mm. and uh, what do you make of um, um what do you make of the the Hellraiser TV series is our stream like do you still call it TV series if it's a stream on a streaming service? I honestly don't know. I mean, that's a good point because well, I suppose it's on your telly. Yeah. So. But what do you make of this? Because um, I I heard in the original written by Clive Barker, Hellbound Heart, that. Pinhead is called the priest. It's called the dark priest. A dark priest yeah. is that? He just started, actually they just started calling Doug Bradley Pinhead on set. Yeah. And nobody in the nobody in any film ever refers to him as Pinhead. Yeah. Actually, nobody ever refers to him as anything. You know, he's evil, Cenobite, the yeah. thing, or whatever. Like they call What him. do you make of the choice of having... Um, I, I want to... I, I, like, I think it's... Uh, what's your fucking name? I don't know her name, but... She's a female um, uh, actor, but like I think she's trans, so I, I really don't know if I'm supposed to refer to her oh, as she would trans. Oh, she's in Sense8. Yeah. She was in Sense8, yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's a trans woman. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know whether or not she's called her female actor or maybe... Oh, yeah, she's, female actor. she's just a trans woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, what do you make of her being recast as Pinhead instead of, like, obviously Doug Bradley's pretty old now. Well, still, Doug like, Bradley's pretty old. And I, again, like... I, 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 the, f- the first three Hellraisers I loved the fourth one I didn't hate and then it went so far off off track that I, it, I'm either ready for them to kill it yeah. and if it was up to me maybe kill it honestly yeah. you just you've, because they've made so many disappointing films kill it but if they're going to do it then why not just give me something new yeah. give me a whole new interpretation of it and again uh, I wish her all the best I will check it out and go into it with an open mind yeah. but proof will be in the pudding again yeah because um, again and again TV format just lends itself There's just, it's just time it's not even like imagination it's not that it's better or worse it's fucking time that's all it is yeah like I wonder will they try and recapture that similar tone from the original like because the original is so dark and even yeah. in part two where she goes the, and it's all in a house yeah and they like, made one of the best horror films ever one, one of the most, most high concept yeah, horror films and so they disturbing. made it in a house yeah exactly it's just in a rundown house in Brooklyn or something absolutely like, insane like, um, yeah, like I, I haven't seen Sensei. Is she good? Is she a good actress? She's or? an excellent actress. Yeah. Do, do you say actress yeah. or actor? Though I, I think say, everyone's yeah. an actor now. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone's an actor because we like we talked about because you don't genderize jobs. You, you don't say stockbroker s. Yeah, you won't yeah. say doctor s. Yeah, exactly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or nurse. Nurses, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so yeah, no, I think she's actor. But mm. yeah, no, she was actually excellent in Sensei. I mm. absolutely loved her in it. I really did. 
Uh, but that's the only thing I have. And of course, Sensei does not lend itself straight away. Like Jim Carrey, I see him in like uh, Ace Ventura, Peck Detective, and then you see the mask and you're going, oh, that'd be perfect for him. Yeah. Because it's so obvious. Yeah. It, it just switches right across the yeah. manic Jim Carrey. This, she's not a manic character. She's yeah. a very calculated character, yeah. intelligent and stuff like that. But Pinhead is uh, like a primordial, well, he's kind of brought into a primordial evil. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I mean, a, a very comfortable actor, a very good actor, and I, and, and, and I'm really looking forward to. It. I am, I, I, mean, I, I am, I'm not because this is the thing. You're all, you're, you're. It's like going to watch a game and you yeah. support a certain team, and you're kind of going, "This is either going to be great or break my heart." It's not going to be a middle ground. Yeah. Do <laughs> you, you think, know? Do you think they're going to give her the pins and the bald oh, head? Oh God, I hope to. Like, I hope to God. Like, a, like, do you think they're going to give her a bald head? Probably. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll go. All I've out. seen loads of concept art online with like female pinheads and stuff like that, and it is kind of cool looking. Like you know yeah. what I mean? In, well, the, in, in the comics, um, there is there is there is a female pinhead, and it's just that she's just bald and she has a pinhead. She yeah, a fe- yeah. It's but exactly. even that, like, we already had a female centipede, and she was terrifying. So yeah, absolutely. Even though yeah. I kind of poo pooed at the start, but I really don't know enough about Hellraiser in comparison to other franchises. Well, there you go. But well, Hellraiser um, went really. Hellraiser five was just fucking. Because stupid. people said there was a female pinhead in the story originally, or so. Well, I gave up on it after oh. female. I, I I've seen six. Yeah. And I gave up on it after that. Oh no, no, I seen I seen the last one, and it's not it's not to be watched by anyone under any circumstances. The one where goes to space or something. No, actually, no. that was four. Four. Is uh, it? But no, the, the the newest newest one was supposed was supposed to be again a reformat, yeah. reimagining. It tried to disappear up its own arse in artisticness. Yeah. Ended up being a nothing film. It yeah. made no sense. Oh, the Candyman. No pay. Oh yeah, it was yeah. way worse. Yeah. Way worse. Yeah. This Candyman had like at least a death or two. Did Hellraiser have super racism in it? Uh, no, it didn't have super races. Yeah, so was it worse? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like that that should be an interesting one. I, I, I look, I, I don't really know a lot about the the actor, so I may maybe I should go and check out Sense Eight or something. Oh yeah, Sense Eight. Yeah. Sense Eight was a great show, um, and it 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 it, it got cancelled and brought back, and they got to wrap it up their own way. But it's definitely well worth, definitely well worth. Um, uh shit what was it there was another one i was going to say to you tv series uh oh yeah so um we already talked about hellraiser and chucky and uh, we even touched on the screen one because actually a lot of these horrors actually are ending ending up on streaming services and we talked about uh not you did last summer but like on the horizon and i'm not sure if we could classify it as a remake but um, I'm not sure if it, uh, it's incorporated or operates within the same world that we know. But Dan Trachtenberg at the moment is working on a TV series um, based in the Alien universe. And um, what do you think of, like, as some people have said there's leaks coming out that there's going to be, like, a smart xenomorph that being trained. Like, no. if that's the case, that show is going to go off the fucking They range, have murdered aliens. Yeah. I mean, they've done bad things to some franchises. But they have yeah. really, really shit on Xenomorphs. Yeah. They have absolutely shot the bed on them. I have no hope for the franchise whatsoever. I just I just think that they're trying to like, what if, what if, what if? You had a perfect killing machine. Yeah. Leave it to fuck. And we don't know where it came from. Yeah. That was brilliant. We don't need to. We don't need to. Yeah. Leave it the fuck alone. Yeah. So no. If and again, if, if, if what you've said is true, that they have a smart Xenomorph. That's what all of them are smart Xenomorphs. Yeah. They are smart, but you are its fucking cattle. Yeah, It doesn't give a fuck about you. And it's not even personal. Yeah, he just wants to get you and... It's survival of its species over the survival of yours, which is exactly what you're doing. Yeah, and what do you... Uh, remember, remember Ripley had the line yeah. I don't know what's worse 
you or them, like, they don't see them fucking each other over for yeah. a percentage. Great yeah. fucking line. <laughs> That's what was so perfect about the Paul Razor, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But again, you know, like it was so terrifying. Imagine if a spider or if an ant was like 50, 60, 100,000 times bigger. Yeah. They would tear you apart. But again, the indifference it would have to you is what's so horrifying. Yeah, it could you have like a leaf. Yeah, but yeah. then, but it wouldn't be personal. It yeah. wouldn't matter. It wouldn't care about your family or it wouldn't think about that. It yeah. doesn't think on those terms. And that's what's so cool about a xenomorph. It's complete and total indifference. Even predators have an actual code yeah. or they respect you. Yeah, and that's quite cool code. about them, but that's their thing. But xenomorphs don't. They, you, they literally just introduce something that's higher up the pecking order. Yeah. And that's like the, the food chain. And that's what's so cool about it. So if they're, if they're going to make smart xenomorphs and they're going to have this like oh what if he went this way and this way and this way and overcomplicate something that was so beautifully linear yeah then i have no time for it yeah i i just think i'm like you it's like the whole thing with alien you just need to put loads of people in a confined space and yes. have aliens trying to claustrophobia them. yeah and, it, and no one can hear in space no one can hear you scream yeah like you know uh powerful weapons in areas where you can't even shoot yeah them. Was so that so much of that was great yeah like, like yeah exactly like i just think that with alien it's kind of like the if the major basis is kind of like we put you against this ultimate killing machine and we'll take away all your ways of killing it effectively yes you know what i mean that's kind of like what alien one did as well they, well they didn't really have weapons in alien and in, in aliens the like as you said they're underneath the, the reactor or something so they come yeah. fire their guns uh but like, yeah, i don't really have any expectations at all for an alien tv no. series no. i know dan trachtenberg has a good record and he's made some good stuff but I just, I just don't see it. You no, know? but they killed it. Like they, they killed it, killed it. For yeah, me. yeah. I think Ridley Scott kind of killed it because he's just been an asshole. Because like Neil Blomkamp, and I'm not going to say Neil Blomkamp makes flawless movies every time, but Neil Blomkamp had an idea of how to. And even though we don't like it when they do this, but he had an idea of cutting away three and four from the continuity and pick it straight back up from how Aliens finished. Okay. And, he, and he was going to make it. And then Ridley Scott was like, nah. Nah, I want to make Covenant. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, but dude, you're supposed to make an alien movie while you're making your your David movie too, right, dude? Yeah. Like, you know. But I just think our expectations are so lower now. But lower than anything else we've talked. Yeah, about. because it's such a Rolls Royce for franchise. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got two of the greatest science fiction horror movies. Uh, well, science fiction movies of all time. Yeah. Because second one, less horror, even though there is more action. Yeah, yeah, sci-fi action yeah. kind of. Um, movie. but uh, I just think. I know, it'd be like having it, someone said, oh, we're making a Godfather TV series. I'm like, are you now? Are you? Good for you. Yeah. yeah let's, see how that, let's see how that goes. Yeah. Because the first two movies are 10 out of 10 movies. Yeah. Like, so... No, don't get me wrong. Al Pacino, extremely replaceable actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like prime Al Pacino. You don't yeah. need him, just get, just get some... Yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of harkens back to Scarface. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> you know, it's not like there was a character who got two Oscars with two different fucking actors. Yeah. yeah. He's such a good character. Yeah. You know, um... um yeah, no, I just think, yeah, with, when it comes to, like, when I heard about the Chucky TV series, I was kind of excited, especially when I heard uh, Don Mancini was attached to it, um, who's uh, come up with the original concept. I, know, I think it was Tom Holland who directed the original. I actually had Don Mancini himself correct me on Twitter. That was a pain in my ass. Uh, <laughs> I was like, ouch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. sorry. Um, but, like, he was really nice about it. Um, but it's kind of like bitch slap, and I was like, and I will take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of like when we had Steve uh, Steve Rubin on when he corrected me about James Bond. I didn't even argue because I knew he was right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like because sometimes when the know your place. Yeah, like, sometimes yeah, yeah. the correction comes from a place that's irrefutable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like when Chucky came out because of Don Mancini being attached, Brad Dourif, um being attached, I was uh, pretty excited, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. 
Um, I know what you did last summer, kind of flew under the radar a little bit and came yeah. out. And then I, I haven't heard... revisited it, but I'm yeah. a few episodes in. Yeah, yeah. so I heard about that um, after the fact, um, and I had no expectations because I didn't know it was coming out. Um, Scream, I think, because of the way they made the TV series and the way the franchise operates, it's very remakeable and redoable. Um, so the TV series, even though it obviously doesn't live up to the, the four from the franchise, it's still a worthy um success or it belongs nicely in within the universe of Ghostface, even though it's slightly different. But um the thing coming up, uh th- like you know and anybody knows me, my favourite horror movie of all time is probably the thing. Yeah. Um so I think it irrefutably is, to be honest. Yeah, so I, I honestly don't even think I have any like I don't even think my brain even understands the need for expectations for a new thing one. Yeah, you know But the thing has it has something it's so perfect you're just like Cautiously optimistic or optimistically cautious. Yeah, it, it, uh, and it, but it, it hasn't been killed. Yeah, it, exactly. Like there's three things you over, said. Yeah. One was like in the 1951, 52 or something. Next one was like 30 years later. The following one yeah. was uh, more like what 2011, um, which have been 20. Yeah, so to what 29 years later or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like so it should have really held off for one more year. Yeah, <laughs> the 30 year anniversary. Idiot. No, it was 30. Sorry, 2011. Yeah, being, no, 2011 been 29 years later. That's insane. Like should have held yeah, off for a year. Off for the Fucking idiots. Yeah. Um, but like, then you could have had a big anniversary box set. No, I don't know marketing. Well. <laughs> but um, yeah, so when it comes to Alien, it's such a Roll Royce franchise. Even though Resurrection is trash, um, Part Three is getting better and better with age. Kind of like the prequels in Star Wars. The more content comes out, the ones that you thought weren't so good, and you're like, oh, really? Well, they did a better job making the story than all other people, you know, that kind of way. But Alien, I have no expectations. The thing, I don't, I really don't even know what way they're going to go with the movie or what way it's going to be made and what way they're going to incorporate the universe or the characters. So, like, I, I don't even begin to have expectations. It's not even that I have low expectations, it's the fact that I haven't even thought about having expectations for that because I have no idea until I see a trailer, I think. Um, but like when it comes to remakes really at the moment I'm not uber excited about a lot of them I'm looking forward to Scream even though it's a sequel I won't really call it a remake I'm looking forward to that simply because they got so many the original cast still there and I think because Scream's not that old 97 I think the first one came out 96 so you're like it's not even was not even 30 years old yet you know what I mean so in terms of horror genres that's very young you know what I mean compare into comparison to what its rivals are you know what I mean but um I'm just thinking now, uh, is there anything else on the horizon that we should talk about? No, I don't think, well, um, not to be too fucking blown away by, um, more yeah. a to be continued, I think. Yeah, yeah, there's another Evil Dead coming out, but I'm not sure if that counts as a remake, as I said, like, they're kind of more standalone stories now at this Exactly, stage. yeah, which yeah. is probably the best format. Yeah, I think, for, especially for that franchise, yeah, because it's just like, poor bastards to find the book, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and possession and whatnot. And tip the cap, but don't try and recreate perfection. Yeah. And don't try and recreate the remake either because that was such a gory... That was such a... Yeah, that, uh, exactly, yeah. Um, so I, guess, I guess, like, we could, you can rant and rant and rant and it becomes a results game. It yeah. just simply does. You go and see it and then you go, that was really fucking good. Yeah. That's all it matters. It's still entertainment, i.e. should be entertaining. Yeah, and I, I think, like... Yeah, I don't really have a shit ton of uh, expectations for the remakes that are on the horizon, but um, I think we will see more of what you said. We'll see more horror genre, um, more horror mainstream stuff, like the big stuff, going to streaming services and going to film, uh, going on TV and shit like that. Like the way Scream has Chucky, Noche de Last Summer, Hellraiser on the horizon, uh, even Aliens, you know what I mean? Like uh, the Alien franchise going to go on um, uh, Hulu or something, I think, whatever Disney owns, because they own the rights to that now. But... Um, I just think when I look at it, uh, remakes in a sense are really bad for the franchise because you're you're retracing stuff instead of remake instead of making new things. 
but it's kind of cool to see these franchises and different uh, storytellers ideas and their interpretation of franchises we know and love that's kind of cool even though there's a lot of misses along the way um and i'm not really i'm totally against remasters in the computer world because uh, you're just like literally charging people 70 quid for the same game over and over again and in movies i'm even though like i will always go and see these remakes like um i just think some of them are unnecessary and i think after a while we're going to need to leave these franchises alone and start creating new franchises because what we're going to have 221 50 halloween 37 30, yeah. you know what i mean like so i just think it could it comes a case where i think after halloween ends we leave halloween alone and i think that i think that's Good fucking luck yeah i think leave it where it lay um texas chainsaw massacre hasn't had a movie for a while so maybe we could get a new texas chainsaw massacre well even though the what was it called letterface was out in 2017 or something so I don't know. I just think we uh, the OGs need to be left where they are now, right now, I think. Right? Thank them for their service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think we need to start making new stuff. Um, yeah. uh, and even though... Making the, movies should be hard. Yeah. It should be exactly. fucking hard. And create a new franchise should be even harder. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? why people get paid millions to do it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, extreme... Like, uh, it's like sports man you don't just get to run out on the field yeah you have to be extremely world-class talented yeah exactly that's as simple as that and yeah. if you're not you don't and i honest to god we've given too many back channels to movies yeah and i, I think at the end of the day like remakes uh to the the way they're proliferating it really screams of a lack of creativity in hollywood right now and it just it's screaming to the fan base that we ran out of ideas and we're just going to start selling you the shit that we know you yeah. love already and i think even repackaging though, it yeah, exactly. Yeah. Repackage it for a new generation. Halloween 2.0, yeah. Halloween age 20, whatever the fuck, you know yeah. what I mean? I just think, uh, to wrap it up, get the fuck out here, that remakes are a necessary part of indoctrinating, for lack of a better word, new people into these franchises. But I think it comes... Introducing to, would have been another yeah, word. Like, like, we're think, going indoctrinating. Yeah, I think yeah. indoctrinating is pretty better. Like, you know, I mean, we start them young, like the tobacco industry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, you know, I just think that if uh comes to stage that some franchises now, franchises now don't need to be re- remade anymore or no. rebooted. They need to be left where they are. And some franchises, I think, like a Scream, are winding down. And I think that we need to look... Um, uh, I think Hollywood needs to take a good look at itself and go, we need to make new stories yeah. for a new generation. And yeah. I think even though remakes are obviously never going to be not there, I just think the more and more, especially within the horror realm, that certain franchises don't need to be remade anymore. Yeah. We need to start seeing new franchises. Yeah. And Let then, something actually end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah because Halloween was is supposed to end next year. Let's see if it does. How the fuck? Yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. Do you want to stand? We get no. I think we've. Com- I think we've been quite comprehensive. And I've enjoyed that. Yeah. Thank you if you've stayed with us. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> so um, yeah, we'll be back next time. Um, we'll probably have some other kind of topical thing. We're giving movies a little break from uh, now. Same on. pod time. Same pod channel. <laughs> like it. <laughs> that's, a t- that's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Warner Brothers. <laughs> But um, yeah, so until next time, folks. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noljon Too. We got Carmack in the back. That was Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Moving back to something else next time. Peace out, motherfuckers. Bye. <laughs>